This is exactly right. One, check one. One, two. One, two. What one, is two. this? Check. Do the thing. Ch -ch 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 -ch. <laughs> check it out. This has to stay in the podcast. Okay. It's like a kind of a rap beginning. The night Karen and Georgia lost their minds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say this would be it. Is this episode 10? Oh my God. Hi. Happy 10th anniversary. What a gorgeous day for the two of us. This is what? Wood? Is this a wood anniversary? This is the wood anniversary. I I got you a sign that says, um, "Would you, welcome to <laughs> would would you murder me?" <laughs> yeah, they carved it at the fair for you. <laughs> so, um, God, did you ever think we'd get when we were recording the first one that we would record nine more? I never thought we'd get this far. I mean, it is it's special. It's a special thing. It was yeah. a thing that we talked about a couple times, and then we actually did. And then we just did it without ever talking about it again. We were just like, let's just fucking do it. Yeah. Which I think is like, that's how you do things. I think so. Don't overthink it. No. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't overplan. Um, Don't and plan. Floss. And floss and wear SPF. 30 or higher. 30 or... You heard the song. You know what you're supposed to wear. I mean, listen. <sighs> Look. Look and listen. Look and listen. Wear your mother. Watch. <laughs> Wear your coat. Listen to your mothers. <laughs> Karen and Georgia. Listen to your mother. Listen to your mother. <laughs> uh, I'm Georgia. I'm Karen. And this is My Favorite Murder. Welcome to My Favorite Murder uh, X. Right? That's, That's 10. Oh, yeah. X. Yeah. A little sexy. Throwing the sex in always. Uh, always got to be sexy when you're getting murdered. Got to. Have to. Stay, stay so. <laughs> what? <laughs> stay so. Stay so sexy. Stay so sexy. As a favor to us. Um, welcome back. Welcome we back. Are, are highly trained professionals. <laughs> uh, we have radio backgrounds. We have uh -huh. NPR backgrounds. We have PhDs. We both have PhDs in podcasting. We both have PhDs in podcasting. You don't even know, you guys. What if uh, we went to Yale for podcasting? We just haven't bragged about it yet. We could be teachers there. We could. The first teachers. Where we're like, here's what you got to do with podcasting. You got to record yeah. it. Listen, I almost graduated community college. I feel like I am ready for this. Yeah, you're ready. And I flunked out of state college. Um, I think you're supposed to do that, aren't you? I hope so, because I sure did with flying colors. <laughs> I think I got like a point one two grade point average. I mean, you know what is really boring? Math. School. <laughs> School and math. <laughs> Listen, kids, drop out. No, don't do that. Listen, do we have insane influence over kids. I like the idea like we're the really kids that are listening. It's like this eight-year-old being like, I'm not going to school because Karen and Georgia were like, don't do it. <laughs> then they told me about terrible murder. I'm going to be a podcaster one day. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. But there is someone on our podcast Facebook group who's going back to school to become a forensic scientist because of us. Like, no. Legit said listening to this has inspired her <gasps> yay because she wanted to do it before and then like yeah she's always been in love with true crime and she said that you guys helped inspire me so oh we don't my... take all the credit but there's fucking credit there sounds like we get 75 percent credit i feel like we're going to her graduation i would completely go i really would i absolutely would oh my god 
I, I, that's so exciting to me. It's the thing that we both would love to do. God bless your education. Do it. Help people. Yeah. Solve some fucking crimes. You're probably we not going to make a lot of money, but fuck money. Listen. Money is for suckers. Look. Look and listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it. You No, you'll make a decent amount of money. Yeah. I think so. I mean, listen, I've learned. Listen, I've learned. Look, look, listen, look, and, listen learn. and learn. You only need a certain amount, and it's more than you're going to probably make. But do it anyways. I have made no brag, but this is true. Mm-hmm. In, t- in times of my life, I've been so in debt that my father has told me to move home. <gasps> and I've also made so much money that I could have anything I wanted. Me too. And I was absolutely miserable when I had all the money. And I had the best time in the world when my dad was like, seriously, pack it in, give up the dream. <laughs> I do think back about that because I've been in the same place where, like, I had to borrow money from my mom for rent, who also has no money. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. And and, and I've had a shit ton of money. And listen, life is easier when you have a little money. Of course. But it's just as fun when you don't. And it's something freeing. Yes. You don't have as much weighing you down. Totally. And also it's good to have, it's good to be challenged. It's good to have hardship. Mm-hmm. It, and I'm obviously, we know we're saying that with a grain of salt of like, think life can be hard. And then we're not saying, and we're both talking about in the past five years. It's not like when we were in our fucking twenties, I'm exactly. talking about the last five years. I've been like, yeah, I've had this experience recently yeah. where I was, money did not make me happier. All I could figure out to do with myself was order cashmere sweaters off of J. Crew, <laughs> And then and I just ended up giving them to my cousins because yeah. they ended up being this weird symbol of like, I don't, I'm not about that. Yeah. I don't really give a shit about that. I wish I could give all the m- millions of meals I've eaten that I've paid so much money for. Uh, nah, those are worth it. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. The, the first thing that made me think of was like amazing French bread. Oh, like I've eaten, I've eaten millions of dollars in carbs. There's no <laughs> way that's not true. I bet. Well, because you do it professionally. I do it professionally, and I love carbs. And then, yeah, you do it voluntarily. I do it voluntarily. Too. You have very good taste. Thank you. The thing is, to instead of wanting money, you want to be doing for a living what you actually really love. That's why it's great she's going back to school. I didn't know that was a thing. School. Like I really didn't think that would be a thing for me in my life. That you'd be able to figure out what you loved. And I didn't think I could do it for a living. So I would never state what I loved because it felt too cocky Yep. to be like, I want to be a writer or I, yeah, I want to be a little, I want to be on camera or whatever the fuck it is. It just felt stupid to say that I wanted it. Yep. So you can just tell yourself, you don't have to tell anyone else. Right. But also you get it just as much as anyone else should get it. Like you're as yeah. deserving as anybody. My grandma's saying was bigger dummies than you. Yeah. And that applies to fucking everything. Yeah. I promise you someone way more stupid than this girl has become a forensic scientist. <laughs> a bigger dummy. A hundred percent. Right. Yes. So she can do it too. She can not only do it, she can improve the field. Absolutely. fucking Because she likes it. Speaking of, I'm, I'm reading a new book. Okay, let's and hear it. And by that, I mean I'm listening to a new book because I'm obsessed <laughs> with audiobooks. Okay. Um, I am listening to a book called No Stone Unturned. Ooh. It's the true story of the world's premier forensic investigators. Remember in like I think episode one, we talked about necrosearch? Yes. Um, it's a book about how the how necrosearch came to be. Ooh. Which started with them burying pigs to study 
decomposition and what happened to, to bodies. But what's so cool about it that I didn't realize is they they all come from a wide range of backgrounds from I'm reading this geophysicists to cadaver dog specialists to chemists, rank and file cops. And no one is allowed to address anyone as other than their first name. They can't say doctor or so. No one's a no There's one, no elitism. None. Nice. And everyone is just as important. And everyone's it, it's the the book. I'm the book is like a, a, a testament to socialism. I don't know. It's really good. Well, because like we've talked about a bunch of the times where like when cops when the culture of policing gets in the way of solving crimes because yeah. people are like, oh, we're going to keep that our our um, what I was going to say our district our you know. Um, department, department gets yeah. that you know case or yeah. you you see it all the time in law and order or sure. whatever and like, you don't want someone's help and you don't want you don't you don't share information no. it's the whole thing that happened during the zodiac killing yeah. and he killed in all these different counties in the bay area nobody should have been sharing information yeah well this is really cool because uh i mean all their only goal is to find buried bodies that's what the necro search is is buried bodies or i mean it's so corpus indelecti that's bodies. not delicious bodies <laughs> indelecti <laughs> it's such a rad it's a rad book if you're really into uh forensic science and all these fields and how you know for just forensic detectives it's a good fucking book and they're just trying to help solve cases it's yeah. like a new way right it's in like the beginning they're looking for one of 10 but ted bundy's victims based on what he told them where he hid the body and so they're like a bunch of them get together to go f try to find this girl's body. Fuck. And there's somebody there that's like that kind of tulip only grows if da da da. That kind of tulip only grows if this. If you take a photo when the sun is rising or the sun is setting, you'll see indentations in the grass that you won't see otherwise. That means that the the soil has been disturbed. The the part Give about me that book. it's so good. The part about uh, the bloodhounds who find bodies is like adorable and incredible they're like such good fucking dogs Aww. they're very stupid also apparently oh wait <laughs> but you know that they, they they do these little things like they furrow their brows when they're sniffing and that's to store the scent in Ooh. their brows and when they need it they unfurrow their brow and they get the scent again they do all these little weird things. i mean it, this is the kind of shit that the book tells you about and it's written really well and there's also updates because it was written like 90 something 91 so oh, that's amazing now my dog is half hound. Oh, I love hounds. And she is hilarious because they yeah, they look different. Their faces change so much. Like when she is excited, her face looks one way and then when she's like concentrating, she yeah. looks totally different. That's really funny. I just heard that their lip flaps are long and they go over the bottom lip because it collects the scent in their really? mouth. Like it gets it all up in their nose. Oh, when their ear cuz their ears flap, it it kicks up dust so they can smell the dust. The dirt and the dust. Wow. What the fuck, right? Yeah. Um, so it's called uh, No Stone Unturned. It's on Audible. I highly recommend it. That's amazing. Yeah. What's your book that you're listening to or reading? Reading? Do you know how to read? I, I can read. And um, I just bought, it's the book called Lost Girls. And it's about mm. that fucking serial killer on Long Island. That baffles me. Okay, so somebody on our Facebook page. I joined the Facebook page, by the way, everybody. Oh, yeah. Karen? No, no, no. You didn't join the Facebook page. You joined Facebook. I, <laughs> like, I went, thank you. I went back huge. to Facebook. This was, 
I made a very dramatic exit on Facebook in 2011. Fuck everyone, like one of those. Yeah, well, nothing had actually happened, but everybody, it was, I was in a writer's room and everybody was talking about how irritating Facebook was, but they were all also talking about how they were addicted to it. And you wanted to one-up everyone. And, well, I'm so, addi- such an addictive personality that like, I can't not look at things and I get really, you know, you want to know, did somebody try to get a hold of yeah. me? And it's all that craziness. I completely understand that. And it makes me live in a world that doesn't exist. Totally. So as everyone was talking about it, I was recognizing every single thing everybody in the room was saying. And I just really fast and without overthinking it, just went and deleted my account. I did that with Twitter in like 2009. Oh, you did? Do you know how many fucking followers I'd have at this point if I hadn't done that? (laughs) I know. A shit ton. A shit ton. But you wouldn't be any happier because followers are like money. (laughs) Well, I like I said I like money. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. So yes, I rejoined Twitter, but don't tell anyone no, I went Facebook. to fucking camp with. Um, they're, <laughs> they're the other reason I quit. With your last name, join the My Favorite Murder podcast. <gasps> really? Uh, Facebook. Susan? No, Sarah. Something with an S. Anyway, I was scared it was your niece because I was like, she's too young for this. Nora, no, Nora. Nora's last no. name's going to, well, I won't say her last name, but um, <laughs> she wouldn't, my my sister doesn't let her on um, social media yet. You know, as of this very moment, we are about 50 people away from 2,000 followers. Holy shit. Not, I'm not going to say followers because that sounds condescending. Group members. Yes. And they're the fucking, it's the best group. It is so fun to go on there. I have, so my book, somebody recommended it on that page. And then I listened to, I think it's, um, it's a podcast called, I think it's called Crime Garage. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that one? No. It's two guys. And they Shocking. were talking about the, they had updates on this murder, which I had heard about, but I wanted to hear the updates. Are there updates? There, there were updates of just like new things that they had found, but I realized as they were talking about it that I needed to know what they were talking. I right. needed to know more details, right. and then um, uh, somebody post whoever posted on the discussion page about this book when I read the reviews it was like this is an amazingly written book. It's and- funny because I've never wanted to. There's something about that case that I, I can't wrap my head around the fact that that person is still out there and that. One of one of one of the murders of the woman who ran away from that guy's house. Yeah, there's a woman who went to to dance, quote unquote, at, at, a, at some John's party. house, yeah. and freaked out and ran away and was then found dead. And like that whole the answer is in there somewhere. Yes, that's what bothers me about that so much is the answer is so obviously in from when she died to when she got to that guy's house. Yes. And that's exactly what the crime garage guys are saying. I hope that's the name of that podcast. Cause yeah. that's what they were. I listened to oh it as God. I was in the grocery store one day. I'm yeah. almost positive it is, but okay. um, that basically the cops haven't interrogated the person who had that party. Cause he's crazy rich. They were just like, yeah. no, he has nothing to do with it. But didn't she also go to some guy's house who like takes in wayward female? Like he, one of the doors she knocked on was some dude who takes in wayward females. Well, I've only read, Okay. At this point, I heard their podcast and yeah. I've read like the first 10 pages, Ugh, but this book is written, it's written, it, it's giving you the backstory of each of the bodies found. So they're not bodies found. Yeah. They're these young women who have these rough upbringings, yeah. but like these mothers who busted their ass all their life to get their girl to get her to yeah. one better place and then she was like but i'm okay, really but pretty a few bucks yeah even that's what kind of bothered me. in the book i'm i know stone unturned it was like about the uh, denver serial killer he was like they were like prostitutes started started showing up dead and it's like can't you just say women 
Right. You can't just say women started showing up. There's such an there's such an innuendo when you're when you specifically say that prostitutes started showing up. Well, that's dead. exactly right. And you can feel yourself care less than if they were like a 16 year old yep. cheerleader from this high school. Totally. Some blonde. Like and I we mean, really do have a caste system. They live that. a more they live a more what's the lifestyle we were talking about last week? Oh, high risk. They live a bit higher risk lifestyle, so it's more like like you get into some random dude's car who wants to pay you for sex. There's a much higher chance you're going to get raped, but that and murder, but that doesn't mean you just deserve it that's exactly and that doesn't mean that they shouldn't look for you i mean listen i'm gonna be honest like there have been times in my poor life where i was like i wish i could just be a stripper yes i could just go to jumbo's clown room and dance a couple fucking dances and make money uh, it would be nice but that's also the imagination of thinking that's an easier life right it's not an easier life it's actually a really really hard life totally and it's that it's young women always and it's that idea of like it was when craigslist first came out and they were yeah. like i can make some money this easy way i don't have to stand on the street which is very right. high risk i can just go to rich people's and in your mind as a young a girl in your young 20s yeah you're thinking I'm this a hot girl. So Some rich guy is going to come and pay me. I'm willing to do that to get ahead so I can like. And if you think any any woman wants to be a prostitute. Yeah. And want not even the word prostitute. Like we need a new we need someone who's like a part time lover. You know what I'm saying? Like a word. Yeah. For that. Um, <laughs> well, because like, no one wants to do that yeah. unless they're mentally ill or. Yeah, it's it. The, the thing that it should bring to mind and people is desperation yeah like trying to get above a poverty line oh, all those things like it's yeah there should be more empathy than we shouldn't turn off because we hear that it should yeah. be like oh no like what they don't say like uh, you know a 20 year old grocery store clerk was murdered right like, that doesn't why would that mm. i know and also i really love those crime garage guys because they were just one of the guys was saying we should be protecting women. The yeah. idea that like they say prostitute and suddenly that's like everyone puts their hands up and goes totally. too bad for her. Totally. It should be the opposite. Well, I think cops do that too a little bit on some level. Right. Unfortunately. So we need to train cops not to, you know, I, I mean, feel like sit down that cops should be able to have to sit down with five fucking pro ex prostitutes who, who are just trying to explain how, you know, why they're doing it and what they're doing and how they don't want to do it. And, yeah, but uh, but at the same time, like some cops do spend a lot of time with pro and like it's yeah, almost true. like they're out there seeing the life they're leading. And then it's like, well, they're not. Yeah, it's a judgment. Gonna get, it's a moral judgment that shouldn't get be taking place. in trouble with cops for saying that, because I know there are some really good cops who who yeah. aren't judging women for doing that and are trying to help them. And I, it's I human error both ways yeah. but i think it's that the thing we say all the time where it's just like Stay sexy. Uh, ultimately we're oh. we are talking <laughs> <laughs> we're talking so much about these victims and what are the question mark above their head we how much have we talked about this fucking serial killer yeah. who has gotten away He's with killing to. what over 10 women these bodies are just like dumped next to this highway and children too. isn't there like a, someone's daughter or something like that I don't know because yeah. I've only started this book, but I mean, yeah. it's fascinating. And it's like this, this killer is just behind a wall somewhere. Yeah. Just totally protected. He knows who he, it's so weird to know that like, I mean, I wonder if there's this part of him that's like, I know the secret to this and no one else does. And yeah, that's exciting somehow. Well, and if, if it's like the jinx where if they're paid off or they, they're so rich cause they're out, you know, it's out by Jones beach. It's yeah. out like, 
way Is that upstate New York or yeah, is it New it's Long Island. Long Island okay. It's like way up Long Island though. Really nice area. Crazy. Everything's gated. You know, it's all that. Mm-hmm. It's all <laughs> and a bag it's of all chips. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's fascinating. So anyway, I'm excited about that book and whoever okay. recommended it on the discussion page. High five. I can't wait till we find out who, who he is. I know. And this is gonna we're gonna have an emergency episode. That we will have to like in the at three AM get the call yeah. and be like, get your podcaster out because we <laughs> gotta record. Podcaster out. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my god, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient. Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com MFM. Enter promo code space 80 goodbye okay you're gonna go first this week yeah i'll go first this week so we're ready for our favorite murder are you ready all right so this week we're doing i picked it up i picked a topic and then i hated it (laughs) 
Um, so I made. I said, Karen, what's your dream topic? Do you remember what the topic was before? It was vintage unsolved. Oh, right. And then I got really angry and was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And I said, Karen, have you picked yours yet? And you said, no. And I said, no, what's your dream not. topic? And then I just didn't answer you because I was like, MYOB. Is that <laughs> mind your opus? <laughs> no. No, not at all. You said, uh... You said weird murders. Yes. Which, like, basically is we've done so many already. I mean, we've also done, like, kids killing kids. We've done so many things that, like, we're the category idea. Yeah. We're just, just trying to, to organize us. our thoughts. Totally. It's trying it's, it's try to help us, like, uh, go down a path that's not an infinite path. Yes. Okay. <laughs> huh? So, But also, like, what murder isn't weird? Ultimately, oh, totally. it's kind yeah. of an aberration just in it. But, you know. Um, well... I, I thought there was a couple that I wanted to do. And I also don't want to do one that everyone, like there's something about the, I, maybe it's just the podcast, the Facebook, Facebook group that like everyone in that fucking group knows every murder. Yes. Like they know everything, which is like so fun, but I don't want to disappoint them. Yes. Same. You know what I mean? So, so I picked one. I was going to do the Tom and Shoot case. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where it's an unsolved case of an unidentified man found dead in 1948 in Australia and in his po- he washed up on the beach and in his pocket was a piece of paper with the phrase Tom and Shud, which means meaning ended or finished in Persian printed on a little scrap of paper and they don't know who he is where he came from what his deal is it's fucking it's a fascinating case if you don't know it which you probably everyone probably knows it and so, it's still unsolved right yeah okay um and so is this one the one that I picked as my favorite weird murder uh called who put Bella in the witch elm is that yours? I no no no, but I just listened to I just listened to a different podcast yes. about this. It's great. It's also called The Hagleywoods Mystery sometimes. This is a good one. So in April 1943, which is obviously in the middle of World War II, four boys from Stourbridge uh in the UK were poaching when they came across Can ac- you say that one more time? Stourbridge <laughs> UK. Uh, they were poaching. They came across a large witch elm. It's spelled W-I-T-C-H or W-Y-C-H in different different postings. I can't really tell. I think it's W-I-T-C-H. Um, and the, uh, they found a witch elm on an estate belonging to a lord. They thought it was a good place to hunt birds' nests. And so they tried to climb into the tree to investigate, and they found a skull. Mm. And they thought it was an animal, and then they saw human teeth and hair attached to this Mm-mm. and they had found a human skull so they they went they were like here's a great idea let's not tell anyone because we'll get in trouble <laughs> for being on the lord's land like boys. you guys boys you guys, if you ever find something say something or you look fucking suspicious your parents won't be mad at you for being on someone's land if you find a, a yeah a skull everyone knows lords are dicks <laughs> look we've all dealt with asshole lords before We've all trespassed on land that belongs to lords. And if you find a body, you should tell someone. So the youngest kid that was like, of course, it's the youngest kid. He's like, I'm here, mommy. 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 Uh, And he told his parents and the the police checked the trunk of the tree. They found an almost complete human skeleton, a shoe, a gold wedding ring and some fragments of clothing. And then on further investigation, a severed hand was found buried in the ground near the tree. Uh, The body was examined by Professor James Webster, and he established that the skeleton was a female who had been dead for at least 18 months. 
at the time of death must have been around October 1941, he discovered, a, this is this, a section of taffeta lodged in her mouth, su- suggesting she had died from ex- asphyxiation. And I wrote, or from fashion. <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> she did, she died from the 80s. Oh, Georgia. <laughs> oh, Georgia, oh, go Georgia. for it. Go do it. Doing it. Um, the measurement of the trunk, which the body was placed in, uh, made him think that she must have been placed there still warm after the killing as she could not have fit in once rigor mortis had taken hold. Rigor mortis is, I'm fascinated by it. It's just, oh my God. Because it sets in, but then it goes away, right? I think it goes away after like 10 days, but you can, I feel like you can also break it. Oh. With enough force. Listen, oh. everyone put on the Facebook group whether or not this is true or not. Yeah, what do you know about rigor mortis? I, clearly someone knows something. So, <laughs> that's a good podcast too by the way <laughs> so it's our offshoot podcast someone knows something about rigor mortis <laughs> um okay so the the woman's murder was in the midst of world war ii in the uk which clearly had a lot of action going on so it hampered the investigation um police could tell from the items found what the woman looked like what so many people reported missing during the war they they really couldn't tell like find out who it was they did a nationwide search of dental practices, which came up with nothing, which I feel like in 1941, the nationwide search of dental practices was not very thorough. Yeah, you're like calling up on one of those like crank wall phones yeah. of like, you know, yeah. hey, Strawbridge 39478. Have you seen a, a cap on, on Incisor 3? You know, like, we don't do those here. Yeah. Bye. And it's also a barber shop. I love our I love our dental. <laughs> hey, we are. <laughs> yeah, they're British people that talk like they're from the Bronx. Perfect. From the from a movie from this, the Bronx. This is good radio. But again, all the just the facts here, you guys. That's all you got. My favorite is the facts and only the facts. This is a real boring podcast. Um, so people eventually kind of forgot about the woman in the tree until. The graffiti started. Yes. What an ominous fucking line. This is the beginning of Banksy. So, so- <laughs> <laughs> someone wrote, who put Lulabelle down the witch elm Ooh. Uh, in graffiti? And then someone wrote, the Hagley Wood Bella. Then someone wrote, who put Bella in the witch elm? And the graffiti appeared on walls throughout the West Midlands, which is near where it happened, um, seemingly by the same hand, which is a fucking... I love handwriting analysis so much. Me too. Um, it was last painted onto the graffiti was last painted onto the side of a 200 year old obelisk, which is like spooky as fuck. Yeah. On the 18th of August, 1999, in Whoa. white paint. That's some. Uh, that's some. Uh, what was the the? To- that's some toy and be tile shit. Yes, you know that's I mean? right. It just continues on. What the fuck? So let's see. Okay, a couple theories that uh, the hand buried close by could have been a hand of glory which i actually talked about recently on slumber party uh it's a dried and pickled hand of a man who has been hanged often specified as being the left hand or if the man was hanged for murder the hand that did the deed and they at uh, old european beliefs attributed the great powers to the to a hand of glory combined with a can they made it the fuck basically they made a fucking hand of someone who was hanged into a candle and so when people would break into someone's house they would bring it with them for good luck oh that's shit. pretty much what it was so it, it was a, a cultist type of thing which is like look well, there's a hand buried nearby what does that mean i feel like the glory part is a bit of a misnomer it's yeah. horrifying it's a it's a disembodied hand the hand of stolen. horrifying 
turn yeah. into a, like they put the wicks on the tip of the fingers. <laughs> like if someone broke into my house with that, I would run. So of course she would get away with it. Take all of my jewels. Bye. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. You got me. Later days. So, um, so I read this part from, this is all from like Wikipedia and random like websites. This is from the unredacted. It wasn't until 1953 when journalist Wilford Jones started to write about the old case um, that interest was revived um, and he would soon receive the first solid lead in nearly a decade. Wow. This is in 1953. There was a letter signed only Anna offered new details of what had happened to Bella. According to the letter, Bella, I love this, had been murdered because of her involvement with a Nazi spy ring <laughs> operating in the Midlands in the early 1940s. Yes. No, I'm obsessed with World War II and Nazis. Love them. <laughs> uh, hundreds of German spies were captured in Britain during the war and, and the Midlands would have been a valuable source of intelligence because of its prevalence of munitions factories. Wow. Really fucking cool. So the journalist. You never think of England as having spies like that. It's like yeah. you think of because it's an island over by itself. Yeah. How did they get there? Well, this is one oh, of the theories. No, no, no. I, I didn't write this down, but this is one of the theories okay. is that she parachuted in and somehow ended up in the trunk of the tree. Which <laughs> I call bullshit on that theory. No, maybe no. someone, maybe she parachuted in and they found her and killed her and put her in the tree. The idea that you would parachute in to be a spy and you would parachute down into it, into the a forest, the trunk of a tree. Yeah. Is, you are the dumbest, unluckiest spy who's the work. worst at parachuting. Listen, she's in a plane. She grabs, she gets scared. So she grabs a handful of her taffeta, stuffs it in her mouth. <laughs> so she doesn't up. scream too loud. On her way down, hits her arm. Her hand comes off. The forest buries it in the, <laughs> in the ground. This is all. Absolutely feasible. Do, it's doable. It's doable. Wait a second. What material? Taffeta is like prom dresses. Taffeta isn't parachutes, I think, right? No. Taffeta, I feel like it's an underskirt material. Oh, okay. okay. Or, or maybe it's a lacy collar. Okay. Like a high, like Victorian lacy collar. It's not like nylon. We're not talking. It's a different no, thing than parachutes. Yeah, that would okay. be cool. I but thought it's... I had a theory, but. You know, at the same time, though, these stories are passed down so long that it, someone could have said it's taffeta. And that stuck. True. Which is the problem with these old crimes is like, they just get told so many times that these things would come back. So I'm going to say that she had parachute nylon stuffed in her mouth. <laughs> Let's change the story Let's to change work it. for us. We're flipping the script. <laughs> um, okay. So then the journalist got a letter from this woman, Anna, claiming Bella had died after getting involved in a World War II Nazi spying, And she said, finish your articles on the witch elm crime by all means. They're interesting to your readers, but you will never solve the mystery. The one person who could give the answer is now beyond the jurisdiction of the earthly courts. That's a great way to say someone's dead. We're now called my favorite beyond the jurisdiction of the earthly courts. <laughs> the affair is cool. I know the affair is closed and involves no witches, black magic or moonlit rites. Basically, this witch is like, I know what fucking happened. Shit. So, do you think that witch? Did you say witch or bitch? That bitch knows what happened. No, uh, no witches, black magic, or moonlight rites. Like she's saying, it wasn't witchcraft. Oh, because it is in the forest. I know, creepy. Yeah, and anyway. she's found in a fucking trunk of a tree. Like that's that's um some what was the the show recently with um American Woody Harrelson? No, Woody Harrelson. Oh, True Detective. That's some True Detective shit right there. Season one, baby. Season one. Fuck season two. <laughs> season two is slop. <sighs> just... Although we did see Colin um, Farrell at the movie theater the other night. <gasps> and did. I almost told him your performance in True Detective season two was masterful. The only 
saving grace of that show, that Truly. episode season. And my girl Rachel, Rachel McAdams, I do love her. <sighs> no, she just bores me. She just talks like this all the time, and she bores me. I know, but she has perfect like. She always has a good bob. Yeah, she and has a great she has, bob. She has a nice tall forehead. I, I'm jealous of she her face. Love a tall forehead. I really do because mine is like a three head. It is the shortest. <laughs> All my bangs are an atrocity. Nothing works. Nothing works. You should shave the front part of your your forehead, like the, the <laughs> like, beginning. A, like an Edwardian. Yep. Yeah. Just get it waxed, and it'll look like. Idea. I know. Oh my god, I want to barf. Like how bar how you used to cut your Barbie's hair off in the front <laughs> for bangs. I mean, here's bangs. They'll grow in. You know, I used to do baby bangs like in the early 90s when I was a big oh, drunk like little foofies I can't tell you how my face looked like a straight up full moon I looked like the blood moon walking around working at the gap you talk about your photos from when you were younger so much and I've never seen them I'm dying to see them I've, I've scrubbed the internet of them Fuck. <laughs> please don't scrub my brain of them okay uh sorry, sorry. no this is the best part <laughs> after subsequent correspondence Anna revealed herself to be a woman named Una Mossop and told the full, the full story. She said her husband, Jack, worked on a local munitions factory, again, the munitions factory, in the early 1940s and come into some money after meeting a mysterious Dutchman. He later admitted to Una that the Dutchman was a Nazi agent and uh, Jack had been passing him information about the local indus- industrial sites. Listen, Uh-oh. you asshole. Yeah. This is why we fucking lost the war. No, I'm kidding. We, we actually won the war. <laughs> Good news, Georgia. Hey, guys. I'm totally kidding. Um... <laughs> Let's see. So, uh, which in turn was passed to another agent posing as a cabaret performer at local theaters. The Midlands had been bombarded by the Luftwaffe in the early 40s, and such information would have been invaluable to the Nazis to target their raids when they would have done the most damage to Britain's war effort. One day, Jack met his contact at a pub close to Hagley Wood. He was arguing with the Dutch with a Dutch woman. This Dutchman was arguing with a Dutch woman. He ordered Jack to drive them both out to the the clint hills but the argument had grown extremely violent and the dutch agent strangled the woman in the car fearing for his own life jack helped carry the body into the nearby hagley woods where the pair buried it in the hollow of an old tree elm that sounds reasonable yeah that's i mean it sounds insane but like a reasonable explanation also sorry to say but it's kind of a good idea to bury a body inside of a tree totally it's like uh it's like now how they're doing uh they're doing burials when you can be like, I want to be a pod and you can get buried in the woods now. Oh, right. Um, so, but it's against your will. But it's like this only the only difference. <laughs> Listen, stick with me. It's an eco burial. <laughs> right, but you don't have a choice in the matter. Um, this totally makes sense to me. And I was going to say something else and I forgot. So, yeah. I, oh, oh, I feel like there's so many murders that are solved because an ex-girlfriend, a jilted ex ex-lover ex-girlfriend is like hey fyi here's what happened totally i didn't say because i was scared from it which i totally believe like you eventually tell yeah i mean because that guy had a lot to lose if he was like passing info oh treason if she said anything yeah he he probably told her i'll kill you if you i mean like yeah she thought he would die she didn't want him to die either she loved him yeah and then he slept with her sister and she was like listen fuck this dude is that the reason why she no i'm totally That would be awful. Okay, so Una's husband was apparently so traumatized by the brutal Myrtle of Bella <laughs> that he had a nervous breakdown, oh. tormented by horrific visions of a woman's skull in a tree 
and he was institutionalized in 1941 and Whoa. apparently died later that year. So that sounds totally plausible and feasible. And it sounds like it happened immediately. Like it, he went through yeah. the trauma and then just freaked right. out. It turns out um, nobody knew this, but Nazis are assholes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They should have mentioned that in the 40s they so that people. America could have gotten involved in that war earlier. Ooh, get in political. <laughs> I said it. You heard me and I said it. It's like everyone from there, that era is dead. And everyone, I don't care that you said it. It's true. <laughs> There's like one 90-year-old veteran that's like, how dare, how you? dare you? I came here to listen to a motor podcast. <laughs> Not a rant against the Luftwaffe. Uh, yeah. So that sounds, I like that theory. I, mm-hmm. Again, I like it and it fits very well and it could have changed a lot. And who knows if it's true, but it's a good one. Yeah. Um, there was a second possible victim about a, being a prostitute. Uh, some prostitute, again, prostitute. Yeah. Some woman who sold her body for sex. Uh, she was forced to. Right. Stated that another prostitute called Bella, who worked in the ha- on the Hagley Road, disappeared about three years previously. So, you know, there's a, that could have been the same woman, too. True. I like that one. So, yeah, you guys want to, there's, you can actually, there's actually a good photo of the skull. If you go Ooh. online, it's called the, so this is the Who Put Bella in the Witch Elm or the Hagley Woods Mystery. You can see some cool photos from back then. Every it's time I watch like British TV, I want to go there because it's such a rich and storied past, but stuff like that, like you don't even think about it aside from the fact that they got the shit bombed out of them oh. during World War II and it was like total chaos and insanity can every you day. Imagine these like these proper British people got the shit bombed out of them and they didn't react like that what i love is that it's so british that, it, that whole keep calm carry on where it was just like nobody was allowed to be like can you believe this no. shit or freak out or anything they were all like all right are you ready for tea well even the even the army the british army was like there are these here are these rules that we have to follow and i think that's why we had to step in is that we're like they're there are these rules of war, but the, these Nazis are not following them. No. And you think that the combat is this like old tradition. It's not anymore. But, you know, these proper British people, God bless them. I know. And, and just just the fucking amount of um, civilians that were just game is awful. It's crazy. It's On both sides. World. I mean, yeah. World War Two. I I will fall into any Me World too. War Two black hole. That whole thing. Anytime it's a people going back. What I really like is when people go back and try to talk to German people, citizens today. Oh my lord! From that era and how defensive and freaked out they get. Yeah. What a what an incredible scar on the history of German people and how totally. terrible they feel and how. It would. It's just, just a strange well, thing. Well, if you ask them, it's not. It wasn't their fault. They weren't. You know, they yeah. weren't part of it. They weren't supporting it. I mean, I totally understand why someone like Adolf Hitler would have looked so um, appealing in the beginning. Yep. And that was a country that was like on its knees for yeah. years and years and years because but... we we made them do that after World War One. We mm-hmm. spanked them. Yeah. Not that they didn't deserve it. But it's just that thing of like, keep an eye out for somebody that likes a scapegoat. It's usually scapegoats are usually a minority person. Yeah. They can't speak up for themselves. I'm going to say it. What you are not saying. Go Donald ahead. Trump. <laughs> Let's not get Jesus. into it. 
that motherfucker. Yeah. Oh no, we just lost thousands and thousands of listeners. Good. Uh, if you, oh, <laughs> those I don't want them. Those are the people who come after us. Those are not our two thousand no. Facebook group followers. Please, are you kidding me? Um, That'd be um, unbelievable. So I just love that one's weird to me because I just love that she was found in a tree, and it, it's just so fascinating to me. It also feels like that's the kind that in a you feel like in maybe five years they'll have that solved somehow. I feel like it's one of those ones that that. That it's solved in that there's some obvious explanation, that one, yes. that one I just read, but it's too late. It'll never be. And then isn't it weird when you hear about vintage murders and you're like, he's 67 now and he got arrested. And you're like, oh my God, I thought he'd be dead. Yes. He's 67 or whatever. Uh, but that guy, I, I mean, it's such a, that's a tough arrow pointing straight to the guy that immediately has a nervous <laughs> breakdown and basically dies. I mean, I kind of feel badly for that guy because... Yeah, what is he going to be like? No, Nazi who just killed your like counterpart. Yeah, female. Ca- I'm not going to help you. Right. Of course he is. Of course he is. And now he's stuck. Like he once- can't tell anyone because yeah, because he's being treasonous. He's treasonous, bitch. Guys, do not sell your government secrets. <laughs> Should I do mine? No, I cannot wait to hear yours. You're excited about it. Listen, excited is a word we could use. Also, fr- I freak the fuck out of myself. Because I've been, I've known about this one for a while. And I've been trying to jam this one in. Like when Georgia said, Which do, what do you want to do? And I was like, weird murders. <laughs> it's like the first thing I thought of for this. But once I started really reading details, I remembered, oh, that's right. About 10 years ago, I watched a documentary about this and boned myself out so hard that I just kind of put it out of my mind and never thought of it oh, again. Oh, God. I'm already having nightmares from yeah. the Facebook group. So this is going to be fun. This is right. This is going to be... Right. And and I'm sure most of the people on our Facebook group, uh, Facebook group know this guy, too, because he's he's kind, he's not in the like, you know, he's not a top tenor, I don't think, but he's up there. It's Richard Chase, the vampire of Sacramento. And I know that once again, I'm talking about Sacramento. No, there's so many murders that it's, happen in the in Northern California. Yeah, there really are. There's a lot of um, country. There's a lot of space, wild space. Well, it's it's almost like hillbilly ish in some areas. Shockingly, Look, I. I hear what you're saying about my upbringing, <laughs> but fine. I don't care. No, I just I care. Mean, like there's there's farmland. Yes, there's a lot of space uh, for people to really do what they feel at night, making meth. Yeah, we're just making meth. Tons of drugs. Yeah, there was a lot of acid up there. I mean, really? like that's where the. Um, I'm also listening to right now. Have you ever heard the You Must Remember This podcast? Yes. I'm listening to the Manson Murders one because so many people. There's there's a woman on the our Facebook page who mentioned it and was mm-hmm. like, "Is anybody else listening to this? I'm going crazy." Yeah. And people all talked about it, but I had already heard. I think Patton was talking about yeah, it on his, Twitter because Michelle McNamara talked about it on. Uh... No, maybe she didn't. But she talked about a, a murder in like Laurel Kenya that might have been related to Manson murders. And maybe she mentioned it. I'm not really sure. Oh, OK. It's a great podcast. And it's like talk about like a fucking high end. Yeah. Music cues, all that shit. So it's, it's like our podcast. It's just like this one. <laughs> Brilliantly written, concise, effective. And um, like they don't they take it seriously. They really they, take it, <laughs> they don't make fun of murder. We're not making fun. I know we're not. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound... 
means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Um, okay, I can't wait. Your notes look... I'm not because I almost barfed in my car. I was sitting... I got here a little early outside George's apartment, and there's never parking on her street. So I was like, basically... Give him my address. A bl- <laughs> uh, bring your knives over, too. Um, so I was like a block and a half away, I'm sitting sorry. in my car in the dark. It's okay. Next time, pick me up, and I'll walk with you. Oh, okay. I never thought about that. Yeah, but you were like... Once I got up here, you are like in your slippers. Yeah, but I can put shoes on so fast. Tiny. <sighs> Okay, good. I'm glad we worked this out on the air. Um, <laughs> I will, because I'm gonna next I time. Will. But I don't normally, I never have that feeling. I've lived in a major city by myself for fucking 25 years, and tonight, in writing about this this serial killer in the dark in my car with my iPhone light on, uh, sitting there, and then a guy walked right by my car, and he was talking either on the I'm sure he was on the phone. Mm-hmm. It scared me so bad that I was like, oh, this, I got to get out of this I car and walk Maybe up the he, street. You might have just had a fucking intuition about him. Let's uh, say you did. Let's say you're super intuitive and you're like this and he's a murderer. Oh, I'm definitely intuitive. I think we all, um, we all know that you and I are very intuitive. I think I just found the Zodiac Killer and he takes the bus <laughs> near your house. I just hear Karen down the street yelling, <laughs> citizens arrest! There he is! That's the man! The man. So the vampire of Sacramento is a man named Richard Chase, and uh, he um, did all of his killings in one month, but his whole life led up to that oh. month. He, uh, he, was, he had a terrible abusive mother. 
um, by the age of 10, he had the McDonald triad, which is, as we all know, arson, bedwetting, and cruelty to animals. That's called what? The McDonald triad. Oh, I didn't know that. And that's a theory. Now, people... I, yeah. There's I know no, each of those, but... When they are combined... Uh -huh. um, a lot of people look at that and some people say that is a direct link to serial killers but actually that's been disproven what it is a direct link to oftentimes or more often mm -hmm. I should say is abuse oh, uh, no. brutal abusive parents and that's what Richard Chase what had. are they uh Bedwetting, bedwetting, Ar arson, and cruelty to animals. Fuck, man. So it's like if you have a proclivity to this, usually it's um, the bedwetting is the first. Yeah. If if you're being that's abused, uncontrollable. Because it's uncontrollable, and then the rage is arson and cruelty to animals. So oh. it builds if it if it doesn't stop or if you know the kid has. Oh, no that work. hurts me in my heart. I know it's terrible. So he this, um, I was telling, uh, I was eating lunch with april april richardson mm -hmm. our friend and telling her about this and she basically goes oh this guy had no choice this guy was going to yeah. be a serial killer no matter what because this all of these things in his early life do add up to it and when he was uh in high school he had girlfriends and stuff but but nothing ever lasted because he couldn't uh, maintain an erection Fuck. because it turns out he was only sexually aroused by the killing of animals or the stabbing of people how did okay so the killing of animal erection probably started first obviously he accidentally got an erection one time while he was killing a mouse you know it's something with like a sh like a foot fetish where it's yes. like your foot your genitals get rubbed by a foot it's by a beautiful woman like it, you know whatever and then you associate boners with yeah, it gets imprinted on your brain right. or whatever. But some, I think they say with stuff like this, this is like crossed wires. This is bad. This is bad wiring. I'm already seeing someone writing. You you associate boners with <laughs> like so, you know the pot, the people on the Facebook have been writing this these beautiful quote like the <laughs> hilarious quotes. Oh yeah, and the say, calligraphy and like on, like with a beach photo in the background. <laughs> he associates boners <laughs> with feet. With feet, it happens all the time. Yeah. Um. So okay. So. Uh, so of course then he's gets in it's the 70s when he's in a teenager and, and older so he's super into acid and um then he starts and they so they're never really sure if it's drug-induced psychosis or if it's paranoid schizophrenia later on they're like he definitely had paranoid schizophrenia but um if you do enough lsd right. you can actually induce trigger yeah your if you were gonna have schizophrenia 50 50 and you do a bunch of drugs it's gonna happen more likely right or or there's also i don't know i don't know about that mm -hmm. um maybe somebody on facebook Again. what if we just keep doing that <laughs> maybe someone else can be a part of this um <laughs> research but they they were talking about drug-induced psychosis is is basically a parallel thing and it would happen at the same time because people who were starting to experience paranoid schizophrenia were tr would try to self-medicate oh, if they sure. weren't on medicine then they would drink they would get high on pot and they would they would do acid and this sense. was the 70s where like nobody thought it was that bad yeah it wasn't that big of a deal yeah so um so to kind of quickly synopsize he basically um he started going to the doctor all the time and telling the doctor that somebody uh, stole his pulmonary artery um because his heart was stopping oh no yeah and that also his cranial bones were moving around 
um, and coming out of the back of his head. And he en- ended up shaving his head because he was so positive that this was happening. What a terrifying thing to be sure of. Yes. And if you're having that organically in your brain, but then you're doing acid. Oh, dude. I mean, horrible. Not like Karen and I have ever done acid multiple times, but. No, not in the least. It does that. I just stared at my friend's hand until it was my hand. Because it's fucking fat. It's the most fascinating thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, it's crazy. But that I, I did it one time and I was like, I'm never doing that again. No, it's you. You should. It's just chemicals. Don't it's, do that. It, don't do it. It's not good. And anyway, he also um, was sure that his blood was turning to powder. Oh. So he had a lot of medical issues that he was going to bringing to the doctors a lot of the time. The doctors pretty sure that he was because that's actually the age um, in men like late teens is when the signs oh. of um, schizophrenia start showing. Mm. So he was kind of going through that. His he ended up he was started accusing his mom of poisoning him, and so his father got him an apartment and moved him out of the house. Wow. Basically said we you can't be here. Go anymore. be alone. Do, yeah. Do whatever you want to. Yeah, do. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so event so he was alone and it turned out he gave himself blood poisoning because and this is where things are going to become a serious bummer so let's do it he was injecting himself with rabbit blood he was injecting rabbit blood into his own veins this was he was these were all ways he thought he was going to help his powdery blood mm-hmm. or his his skull bones moving around or whatever the fuck, fuck thing he thought was wrong with him um <clears throat> so he was they don't know how if he was buying rabbits or catching them or whatever but he was drinking rabbit blood um mutilating rabbits and then he started injecting the blood into his oh so he involuntarily was committed to a psychiatric high sp- hospital and at that I want to go to psychiatric high school <laughs> Everyone just keeps asking you how you are all the time. Um, so, now, the, here's the weird thing, though. Not that there are very many psychiatric hospitals around anymore, mm-hmm. but the, at this place, the staff was scared of him. That's how oh, fucking fuck. freaky this guy was. And at one point, they told a story of the nurse going into his room, and there was blood all over his face. And she was like, what's going on? And he said, oh, no, no, I just cut myself. But it turned out they found some dead birds on the outside his window. He had been catching birds and drinking their blood. What the scary fuck? Yeah. So they started calling him Dracula, and they were all freaked out. Well, the what doctors- if he legit had, like, power? No, I don't Thanks. believe in that. How, you know, he was Lestat mind melt. He was Lestat. Ma'am. I feel like you'd hold out for human blood, wouldn't you? Bird blood? No, you get whatever you can get. Bird blood, though. I mean, it's pure, man. They're so dirty. So <laughs> they get him on. They start to they balance him out on psychotropic drugs. Right. And they finally, after a year, are like, you're free. You're not going to be a danger to yourself or others. See you later. Yeah. And they release him from the hospital. His mother, they uh, upon his parents, I think the word they used in the article was recognizance. I don't think that's the correct word. Right. But it's basically under their supervision. Sure. His mother immediately weans him off the medicine. Of course she does. Because um, she's a smart lady. So um, she gets him off the medicine, gets him in his own apartment again. Now this time he has... And she's the woman, she's the person who abused him yes. to begin with. Yeah. She's not smart. She's probably a bit crazy herself. She cares little about his well-being. Yeah. Clearly. She pro- probably just wants him to get away from her. And this was also the person that was like, acu- did I say that part already where he was accusing her of poisoning him? Right. right. So she, he's just like, she knows she's in danger. Yeah. Uh, the idea of her weaning him off the medicine, though, <sighs> God knows what that was about. 
but I can I, I can kind of imagine and it's idiotic. It's frightening. So he's out on his own again. So he ends up being sharing an apartment with three roommates and he is so fucking weird that they demand he moves out. So apparently he was drunk, high and on acid all the time. He would do stuff like nail himself into his own room and accuse them of like trying to get into his room mm-hmm. and invade him and all this stuff. So finally, there, and he also was always naked. It would, it would just walk through the room naked. What's wrong with that? So no, <laughs> no one could have anybody over. Yeah. So finally, they're like, you have to move out. And he refused. So everybody else moved out. Fuck. That's how creepy he was. Okay. So he's in this house by himself. And uh, <laughs> that's when he went into full vampire mode. So he started, they don't know, buying, catching, whatever. But he was constantly getting animals, mutilating them, drinking their blood. He had uh, a thing he would do where he'd put the animal blood in a blender with some Coke and blend it up and drink it. And soda? Like Coke soda? <laughs> yes. Oh, Coca-Cola. No. Yeah, like a Ew. little smoothie. Um pre-Jamba Juice. This was late 70s. <laughs> Clearly. So he, Otherwise, he would have been fine. <laughs> he would have been a millionaire. Yeah. And uh, so these were all the ways he, um, he thought it was going to keep his heart from shrinking, which was his main fear at this point. I mean, to be honest, blood is good for you. Like, eating blood is... You get a lot of iron. Iron, yeah. If you have iron poor blood, but it's not going to help your cranial bones no. from moving out of the back That's, of your you head. Know, you're a pregnant woman. Fine. If you're yeah. a psychopathic fucking. And and if you are a pregnant woman, you feel like you might have iron poor blood. Instead of mutilating a rabbit, you can just have a, a Guinness. <laughs> Drink one Guinness yes. and you're done. Or have an iron, chew an iron tablet. Yeah, you could do that too. Don't drink or iron a bunch of shirts. Go on. I've never heard of this one, so I'm fascinated. Go on. Oh, okay. So, um, da da da. So basically, he's, he, sorry, I'm, I'm out of order. So he's, so the killings begin on December 29th, 1977. Um, and right the month before the killings start, he is found. Uh, there's a place called Pyramid Lake that's kind of by Lake Tahoe. And it's this weird kind of salty lake. And it has these weird rock formations that are pyramid-shaped. And um, apparently this guy drives out there and there's just Richard Chase standing out there naked, covered in blood. And they're like, what the fuck? So they call the sheriff or whoever. And they find Richard's truck has a bucket of blood in it. And the whole inside is covered in blood. So they arrest him. But then they test the blood and they find out it's just cow's blood. So they let him go. Goodbye. No charges. or No charges. Because apparently that's you're allowed to just cover yourself in cow blood if you so choose. All that's fine. Yeah. And just be standing. Imagine if you were like, let's go out to Pyramid Lake and take some pictures. What a gorgeous day. And you get out there and that fucking... Apparently he was like 5'11 and weighed 145 pounds. Oh, so he's like emaciated and He's creepy. a ghoul. He looks like a ghoul. Oh my, or what if I was like, Karen, do you want to go onto the Pyramid Lake and put our cow blood all over ourselves? And I'd be like, yeah. And then we'd be like, oh my God, Richard! <laughs> what are you doing here? I knew it was meant to be. So, <clears throat> so a month later, he uh, was basically walking around and driving around his neighborhood and he just starts shooting people so he does a drive-by and he ends up killing 51 year old ambrose griffin who was out in his driveway um he was helping his wife bring groceries into the house she thought he he dropped 
And she thought he had a heart, massive yeah, heart attack. Yeah. Because it was such a strange thing. Yeah. Um, and then she only found out when he got to the hospital and was pronounced dead that he had actually been shot mm, twice. No. Later Damn, that gross. I know. And he, you know, uh, later that, and he was a father of two. It's very sad. Uh, later that day, a 12-year-old boy riding his bike reports to the police that a guy drove by in a brown Trans Am and shot at him and missed. Jesus. So he's he's wilding. He's Richard is doing some crazy shit. <laughs> he's wilding. <laughs> uh, okay, Again, so you won't get professionalism like this in any other podcast. That's right. Where we're just like, whoa! Oh my god, dude. Uh, okay, so then uh, January twenty third, about a month later, mm-hmm. and this one's rough. It's a bummer. So oh, this no. is where it turned for me, where I was like, look how weird this guy is, yeah. eating rabbits and drinking their blood. Right. Uh, but that, of course, just was the beginning for him to go on and do that to people. Aye. So if you didn't like the rabbit part, you're really not going to like this part. Um, everyone liked the rabbit part. Everyone <laughs> who doesn't love a good rabbit killing. <laughs> um, so he and this is. This is the part that's a super bummer. What he would do was just walk around a neighborhood and try doors. So, Fuck. yeah. And he told the um, the FBI agent who interviewed him after he was arrested from jail that he would walk around and then if a door was locked, he interpreted that as that he was not welcome and he would move along. But then if he would get to a door that was open, he would go into the house and just see what would happen. So there's a story of him as he, on this same day, was trying doors and he walked up, a woman tells a story of seeing this young man who looked super crazy and creepy walk up and try her back patio door and it's locked and she's watching him do it. He walks over to the window and tries it. It's locked. And then he walks to her front door and she walks up to the front door like, what the fuck are you doing? He just stares at her and then walks away. That is the... If I saw someone trying my back door and my window... You shit a brick. I would scream. Yeah. That's terrifying. It's horrifying. So then he went on his way. I'm, I th- I'm pretty sure she called the cops because obviously she told that story. Yeah. But he went on and the next house he found, the front door was open. Oh, no. Lock your doors, guys. Yeah, always. So uh, he goes in and um, a pregnant 22-year-old woman named Teresa Wallen. Teresa, run. Um, her body was found disemboweled, drained of blood. And there was a uh, yogurt cup sitting next to it that had been filled as if he was drinking Drinking out of it. Um, And she was raped and mutilated and her uh, organs had been taken out of her body. What a sick fuck. Yeah, it was super crazy, like Jack the Ripper style insanity. Wow. And the worst part is that... um, her husband came home from no. work and their dog was on the front porch and the lights were out, but the stereo was on. So he goes in like, what the hell's going what on? He and playing? he think, Oh, it didn't say, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> probably the doors. That's what I'm picturing. Probably. Something hideous. Um, <laughs> he thinks there's oil in the front room. Oh. Like he doesn't understand what's happening. And then he finds his wife's body. It's How horrifying. How fucked is he for the rest of his fucking life? It's over. It's over. It remind. It makes me think of like the end of the Zodiac. Remember yeah. the movie The Zodiac oh, when they yeah. they interview the guy in the airport. Yes. who had been in yeah. the car with the girl who got shot. Yeah, that actor is a great actor. Who is that? His, his name's Jimmy. I can't remember his last name, but he. You know the girl from um, 
be- uh, heavenly creatures who was it was Kate Winslet and then um, mm-hmm. the girl with the brown hair. I'd heard that he was someone before, so that makes that reminds yes, me. Yes, he's that a I can't great remember. actor, and okay. he was on um, all of this. Whatever is meaningless. I can't. I can't say the right names. Um, and before the cops later found that he had put a bullet in her mailbox as he was walking up to that, that door. That was significant to him. Yeah. Somehow. In his crazy fucking. I mean, the the idea of seeing that gore and guts and blood and not being and being affected being not affected enough to stick around and keep doing it yeah there's kind of some crazy like dissociative shit going on yeah he's out he's gone 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 like most people see someone get cut and see blood and are like i can't deal with this or like a broken bone or like i can't deal with most of us yes can't handle it but he's not even it's like that thing of like you know sociopaths don't have like consciences but he's psychotic like this is he's not there yeah um so uh, he leaves that house and apparently he had gone into another house. The cops find out later he'd gone into another house and, um, had, had gone in cause the door was open and had ransacked it and peed into a drawer of freshly laundered baby clothes and then defecated on the little boy's bed on their child's bed they walk in he runs out the back door the husband chases him and he he can't catch up to them Mm. so that was just like a fucking near miss that they weren't in the house they were just coming home yeah thank god no one was there um and same day as he did that murder so he was just he was just walking around doing doing what he wanted and wow. doing that. Like he things. wasn't even aware of it, that he needed to go hide. Like right. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. No, 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 not at all. Like he knew once the guy was chasing him, but no, he didn't. He was walking around with like bloody clothes yeah. and didn't be, try to hide it. That's not mentally competent to stand trial. If I've ever heard it. Yeah, no, he's, he's out of his mind. Yeah. He was totally fried. So once this, this murder and this horrible scene is mm-hmm. found, they call the FBI in. Mm-hmm. And the FBI makes a profile, and it's like young, unemployed, mentally ill, and it's like they undernourished. Right. Like they had has him. Been in, has been in lockup before. Like they know specific shit. Yes, the way, that, the, way the FBI does. Um, so then the next murder is... 36-year-old, and this one's rough, Evelyn Moroth, and her six-year-old son, and his friend Daniel. And now the good news is that, in in my mind, they were all shot. So he he didn't torture them or make them suffer. But I'm, you know, I but see they what suffer. you're saying. I totally see what you're saying. I mean, as compared to some hideous ones yeah. that we talk about. Oy vey. How many times have I said oy vey and Jesus? This whole, <laughs> like, I can't stop saying that. Because this is hideous. But yeah. it's basically, he, uh, she was, she was upstairs taking a bath while her friend, Daniel, who was 51, was in the house, like, watching the kids while she was up there. He shoots that guy. He goes upstairs and shoots her in the bathtub mutilates her rapes her body eviscerates her does weird shit with her entrails all that creepy stuff um then he the little kids each just got shot in the head and then there was a baby that when the cops got there it they found a pillow with a bullet hole through it the the playpen had blood in it and the baby was missing so yeah 
so now the po- the cops and if FBI and everybody are like, this is we've got like a serious serial kill. I mean, yeah. obviously they already knew that, but this one was it was in. I mean, the you can go online and read the details, but the details are just a bummer, and it's just more of what I'm saying. It, it's awful. It. It's really awful. Yeah. Um, but here's what I kind of find fascinating, and this is when I think this is the part I freaked myself out on is. So they get a call. The cops get a call from a girl. I'll find her name here. It's uh, her name is Nancy Holden. And Nancy Holden tells the cops on the same day as all this other shit happened. She was in the town and country shopping center, which I know where it is. Shut up. In Sacramento. That's so exciting. Off Watt Avenue. It's this area and it's like Sacramento is just this big. I've said it before, but it's just like this big wide spread out. It's like all these suburbs smashed together. And shopping centers and stuff. Shopping centers and shell stations and Taco Bells. That's all, that's all I remember. <laughs> so culture everywhere. Just it just culture as far as I can see. It's like New York, <laughs> but flat. <laughs> Um, so, so they're in the town and country shopping center, which is one of those full on seventies, like a shopping center that looks kind of Adobe-ish. Like and there's light a lot wood. Of, yes. Light wood. There's a lot of Dude, ivy. Dude, I'm from Irvine, like in Orange County. That's you know it. All a it lot was. of arch, archway, walkway yeah. type of thing. Yeah. All the signs for the stores have the same. Right. It's like woodcut signs. Yes. With like, there were like dark wood and white paint. Yes. Oh my yes. Irvine. That's, that's town and country shopping center. Jesus. So this girl, Nancy Holden is in a store and this freaky guy walks up to her and says, were you on the motorcycle when Kurt was killed? And 10 years before, her boyfriend Kurt was killed in a motorcycle accident in high school. Holy shit. And so she's looking at this person and she goes, who are you? And he's like, it's me, Rick Chase. And then she's like, she remembers Richard Chase from high school as being this like studious, cute guy and now she's looking at this fucking, again, ghoul. And he has, he's wearing a sweatshirt with blood on the front of it. What? And I think, I think barefoot is what she said. But apparently he's trying to talk to her and she's just standing there like getting the worst vibes yeah. from this guy. So at one point he turns around and buys something and she just gets the fuck out of the store. Good for her. He follows her out because he wants to get a ride from her and he's trying, still trying to talk to her. She gets in her car, locks the door and drives away, like peels out. This girl's smart. She's super fucking smart. And then she calls the cops and says, here's the experience I just had. The guy's name's Richard Chase. And that's what leads the cops Whoa. to his apartment. When the cops get to his apartment, <laughs> they stake it out for a little while. They go up and knock. They know they can tell he's in there. He won't come out. So they just go back and sit in their car and watch. Finally, after hours, he comes out holding a box. He's got that same bloody sweatshirt on. He's got no shoes on, bloody feet. The baby's in the box? They arrest him. No, there's weird random shit. And I think the gun was in the box. Okay. But they go into this apartment and it is covered in blood. The walls, the ceiling, it's putrid. Like the smell was apparently horrible. He's got three blenders going, like not going, yeah, but yeah, three yeah. blenders with all of his crazy shit on, on the counter. And they said it was just, it was a horror show inside. Inside what? the refrigerator, there's body parts. It's like Dahmer style, pre-Dahmer Dahmer. What a sick fuck. Crazed. And it was basically this person who's in full psychosis left alone to just go. Just go. As crazy as he I needs mean, to go. Schizophrenia doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go fucking murder. No. It doesn't even. No, I don't even necessarily. It doesn't mean that's going to happen. That this person, that was his predilection is to fucking 
go after it. This is like the, you know, the perfect storm of an abusive childhood, uh, paranoid schizophrenia, untreated, drug use, worse. It's he he went down the worst possible road and then drove himself 20 times further down that road. Did they uh, did they find that he had killed anyone before this murder spree or was this it? Um, no, but there were stories of him like walking through people's backyards. Okay. There were lots of the creepy story of I saw that guy. He yeah. tried my door or oh, just somebody like there was one of just him standing in someone's backyard lighting a cigarette. Like Ooh. the creepy, creepy factor wow. is all in there. So, of course, he goes he goes to trial and ultimately he get, I, I, I didn't really write down the details because I just started getting so bummed out about this. <laughs> it whole doesn't thing. matter. But you're talking about the murders. It's yeah, right. And but here's what I like that FBI, the FBI agent that created the the profile of him went um, afterwards and interviewed him at San Quentin. Love this. And he explained that it wasn't his fault because Nazis and UFOs were trying to kill him and he needed to kill and he needed to drink the blood and he needed to eat the organs and do all this stuff to to stay alive himself. He's so mentally ill. And then in one of the articles I read, there was two different kind of versions of the story, but I love this version. Then after t- explaining all of this, which is just batshit psycho bullshit, he reaches into his pockets and pulls out a whole bunch of macaroni and cheese <laughs> and gives it to the FBI agent and goes, they're trying to poison me. I need you to go test this. Oh my God. And so apparently the story at jail was that uh, the guards and everybody said that all the um, other inmates were so freaked out by him that they were constantly telling him to kill himself. <gasps> and so uh, in 1980, he had stockpiled all the antidepressants he was supposed to be taking right. and he just took them all one night and killed himself. Fair enough, man. Yeah. I appreciate that he did that. But most important question was the macaroni and cheese spiked. It was totally poisoned by alien Nazi blood <laughs> <laughs> and a little rabbit. I hate There's macaroni a rabbit and cheese face. today. Do you think that it was <laughs> shit? Be careful. How do you feel? Crazy? No, like I love macaroni and cheese. I love Nancy Holden. She is the key element in the town and country shopping center. <laughs> She's the one. Yeah, no, we had the Woodbridge Woodbridge Village shopping center. Uh, it's a bad Karen, one. how are we gonna how are we gonna rid you of this um, I feel like you need a like a, a like a palate cleanser I feel like I should start drinking again tonight <laughs> after 25 years I don't you think that's the key yeah but not on my watch man yeah just watch me drink four beers <laughs> no, it's literally on my watch because I'm watching <laughs> I demand that you watch me drink 29 beers because okay. I can do it I just want to prove to you I can do it and then you turn into him <laughs> And that's the night. Also, and I'm sure everybody's seen it, but the pictures of him, there's part of me, and this is the sick part of me, where you look at pictures of him and go, he could have been so cute. kind of hot. It's kind of like Nancy Holden being like, this guy, he was cute in high school. He was a kitty. And now he's super scary. Yeah. But it's kind of sexy. I mean, blood on the ceiling, blood on the walls. Blood on the ceiling, blood on the walls. There's a song here. Oh, hey. Okay. I thought of something. We're gonna do. We're gonna start doing live shows. Yes, every month. Mm-hmm. Can you do the theme song live every time we do a live show? <laughs> you know what's funny? I think I can, but I made that up just in the excitement of you and me recording that first podcast. I, I went home and just like started playing is. that. I would have to really take some time to figure out what I was playing. How about it can be different? You can just fucking free freelance and do whatever the fuck you want every time. Okay. Uh, 
That's an awful... It's pretty terrible. It's not charming like finding a woman dead, the skeleton in a witch elm. It is not. And I apologize for that. No, I feel so bad for you. Like, I've been wanting to talk about him for so long. And then once I got into it, I was like, oh, that's right. I, I don't know. like this at all. I didn't know that one. I was going to do, uh, is it Richard Fish? Albert. Albert Fish. Yes. That Go- guy's. Google his photo. Here's, okay, can I tell you this? I was one of the articles, or it was like a Reddit page where someone was talking about Richard Chase. Uh-huh. And then someone else got in there and goes, I mean, he's all right, but he's not as weird as Albert Fish. <laughs> he's no Albert and Fish. And somebody else goes, yeah, I think when you, when you kill people because you think your blood's turning to powder, yeah. it's pretty fucking weird. No, I think he's, it's almost like, is he worse because he he didn't have a choice it feels like or is it you know like albert fish chose and 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 took pleasure and enjoyed killing people and knew what he was doing and knew what he was doing and manipulated people yes like and tortured people afterwards right yeah follow up it was manipulated and so but but the vampire it's almost like you know it was one day of murder couple days couple days of but murder. One, the one big month yeah right you were saying it was like a month that he had... but yeah you're right like the, richard chase is the example of if this happened in the 1500s they'd be like it's the devil totally yeah they yes you're right because he would have the crazy eyes and yeah. the way nancy holden described him was like super creepy where she you know yeah and also can you just imagine somebody walking up to you or like hey did you do that and like blood on the sweatshirt like well i used to work in those in a shop in basically that shopping center and the thought of and alone all the time and you think you're safe because you're at work and then some fucking dude who was like a hot senior when you were in high school comes in (laughs) with blood whose rabbit blood ravaged Yeah, just well, don't sad. let those, you know what? Let the hair on the back of your neck dictate what you do, not politeness. Yeah, I agree. That woman was not polite and Mm-mm. she didn't stick around because her job depended on it. She got the fuck out of there. Yeah, she didn't um she didn't give him a ride because she was trying to be nice and didn't want him right. to be mad and all that weird bullshit right. that people do. She just was like, "Bye." Bye. Goodbye, Richard. Um Tell us your favorite weird murder at our um, Facebook page, My Favorite Murder group. And if you know other uh, details, like anything, uh, the yeah about that, we want to hear it Tell us. or can, anything. You can email us at myfavoritemurder at gmail, and you can we're at myfavemurder on Twitter. Yes. Should we read? I think I think we should. Well, we're doing mini episodes now. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So let's because we get so many emails, and we we want everybody to have their story be heard. Yeah, you guys but deserve we've it. Got a lot. I think we're good, time wise. Oh okay. Let's do a mini episode, and but first, Silkwood shower. <laughs> say what you Silkwood say? shower. Because <laughs> my <laughs> lord, that was depressing. It was raw. Let's, uh, let's end. Let's. This is another episode that needs to be end ended on a positive note. Yeah, good idea, Elvis. I wish you could see Georgia walking around her apartment like Cher with the... With the <laughs> I don't need... Do you want a cookie? Do you want a cookie? Okay. That's a yes. That is a yes. <laughs> do you guys want a cookie? Then yeah, you do. Be our friend. Yay. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.